0: Got to hear the- Value Economics Podcast. Six million years to die. Choose one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Value Economics Podcast. And can you dig it? I can. And it is a special day today because my second book toxic immaturity reclaiming the masculine identity from those who seek its destruction is out as of this morning on all digital platforms amazon barnes and noble books a million every single place you can most likely i I am actually not sure about this but most likely on the biggest two ones amazon obviously being the biggest one it is out now you can buy it hardcover ebook paperback what i'm working on the audiobook right now so you can buy that later but in terms of the glue and paper copies and the stuff you can read on your computer on your kindle it is out Today, I am so excited about this. I, I have worked for almost four years on this subject. I am more proud of this than any creative work I've done, which is really saying something, including all my podcast library, all my articles, my first book, Value Economics, everything that I'm currently working with in the back end. I have never been more confident about something needed to be said and needing to be out there in the world than toxic Maturity. So if you're interested, go buy a copy. And if you're not interested, maybe this will interest you because as with value economics when i released value economics i released the first section of the first chapter of the book so uh, a month ago today actually i released the first the introduction rather of toxic maturity for the world to see like i did with value economics almost a year and a half ago now and i got a lot of good feedback a lot of good reception on kind of what that already Constitutes what people's feedback was. But I wanted to give you guys something a little bit more, a little freebie, a little taste of what the book is going to be getting into, which is the first section of the first chapter of Toxic Immaturity. The chapter is called Drift, and this section is called Get Off My Lawn. And let me read it to you. I've never met a single person more anal about his lawn than my grandfather. It bordered on between love and obsession, and definitely leaned towards the latter. I once spent 13 hours at his house wheeling two yards of raw dirt to his backyard because he didn't think the ground was, quote, level enough. I got a can of Sprite and a cold shower in exchange for my labor. But this wasn't without reason. I've never seen a more gorgeous piece of property than my grandparents' house growing up. The grass was a carpet. Several flawlessly trimmed trees adorned the front yard. Not a single fallen leaf was unattended to. The back of the house dropped off 50 feet into a gorgeous ravine with a river running through it. Not a single morsel of woodland stained the property All the bushes were perfectly manicured The flowers and plants were meticulously arranged All of them were immaculately colorful Nothing was ever out of place It was like walking into Eden But my grandfather also had a temper It runs in the family Both my dad and I have it I, being his grandson, didn't get to see its wrath often He kept it relatively caged Even when he was legitimately upset at something My dad, however, did see it And saw it often as did many people that were around him. There are rare occasions throughout the course of history when two great forces meet, Godzilla and Kong, Nazi Germany and the Third Army, Batman and the Joker. But one that rivals them all is when the unstoppable force of Larry LaCrosse's temper met the immovable object of Larry LaCrosse's lawn. My dad was fortunate enough to witness this moment of magnitude occur, and he retells it as such. My dad was the youngest of five in a city called Elyria, Ohio, which existed primarily as a manufacturing town. My grandpa had done well for himself, giving up extracurriculars in school to start working at 12 years old. He went into the Air Force and made his way to work at a company called Luxair, which made air conditioners. He used his experience in the military to get a job working as an air traffic controller until getting laid off by President Reagan when he chose to strike with the rest of his union in 1981. My grandparents did everything they could to scrape by. My grandma went into the workforce in the immensely male-dominated space of manufacturing. Every kid worked, and worked a lot. My grandpa worked three jobs for 18 hours a day, oftentimes in incredibly demeaning professions. He carried golf bags to the sun, he cut the grass of rich people. My grandparents grew their own food, they made their own soap. All their children's college savings were scrapped. Every dime that was spent, was spent to survive. This experience made my grandpa both a very hard and a very scorned man. He felt gypped that his American dream had been taken from him, and in many ways it had, of course. He was very hard on his children and even more on himself. As he aged, I began to notice a sadness that would creep on him. He cried often at family events. He regretted his decision to strike, even though his family unanimously backed him. But it didn't matter that what he did was right. It only mattered to him that he thought he failed to provide. But the one thing that didn't change was his lawn. He was relentless about its upkeep. If you own things, you better take care of them, he said. They are your things. He took great pride in taking care of what was his. It gave him a sense of control, of dominion. He needed that after such a jarring experience. One day during this period, my grandpa and his neighbor were doing yard work at the same time. My grandpa noticed some rubbish from that neighbor's yard on his own. Contrary to my grandpa, his neighbor was a slob. He didn't maintain his property. He drank too much. He dominated his wife. He wasn't a good father to his kids, all of whom had problems. He wasn't very smart. All things considered, he was a dumbass. My grandpa went over to the dumbass and asked him to clean the part of his yard that was ruining his Eden. The dumbass, acting as such, refused. My grandpa didn't back down. So many things had been taken from him. So many things had been marred and upended. The last thing he needed, nor wanted, was some guy too lazy to keep up his property... Tarnishing his own My grandpa's neighbor didn't take very kindly to him Not bending to his will Angered, he left my grandpa on the border of his lawn And went into his garage When he reemerged, He was carrying a 2 by 4 He stalked over to my grandpa Stared him down And threatened to beat him with it If he didn't do as he commanded If not, he promised he would fill my grandpa's mouth With shards of teeth and splinters Here was my grandpa A man who had every reason to be angry at the world Every reason to lash out every reason to succumb to outrage at some dumbass neighbor who can't maintain his property. But instead, he chose a different tactic. He looked his neighbor dead in the face, unflinchingly, and said, You better get it right on the first fucking swing. The dumbass stared at my grandpa in shock. He had punked him. He called his bluff. He didn't back down. Two by four still in his right hand. He lowered it and walked away, his tail between his legs. His wife was on the front porch. My grandpa had emasculated her husband in front of her. The dumbass, engulfed in shame, didn't say a word as he slunk inside. My dad and my uncle showered him with laughter as he did. And that's all you get. That's all you get, folks. It gets better than that, I promise you. Uh, my grandpa's a bad motherfucker. He still is. I love that man to death. I dedicate the book to him uh, and my dad as well. So And my uncle plays a big part in the book as well later on, but... That's the book, guys. So again, Toxic Immaturity: Reclaiming the Masculine Identity from Those Who Seek Its Destruction, out today on all digital platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the rest in ebook, paperback, and hardcover. I w- I appreciate it, guys. The audio. Oh, by the way, the um, the ebook is also ninety nine cents. I hope throughout this week, at the time of this recording, get the ebook. Let's pump the numbers up. Let's get this book out to the people that need it. Let's get some press behind it. And thank you guys once again for supporting this podcast and supporting me. Open your mind. Own the day. Thanks for listening, guys. Go buy the book.